Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. It's Morgan Zegger. Thanks for tuning back in, you guys. A lot's happening this week. As I was preparing the episode, I was literally about to hit record. I saw one quick story that I wanted to touch on before we actually get into the topics and do the little do-to-do music intro. I just saw a new announcement that the press secretary confirmed that President Biden, ahead of the upcoming hurricane that's about to hit the coast of Florida, he only called the local mayors. He did not have a call with Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Now, it's really, really unfortunate because it's not confirmed, obviously, but this was probably a a political reason, right, to not communicate with one of the biggest competitors from your political opposition. It's really unfortunate to see that the president of the United States did not have a call with the governor. Now, I don't know anything beyond these facts, but it was pretty snarky in her confirmation, the press secretary's confirmation, where she said he called this mayor and this mayor and this mayor of all of these Florida cities, and that was it. And really no comment on anything else. The glaringly obvious issue that the governor's name was not mentioned as one of the important calls that was had. Now, we've seen that the federal government has become too powerful. And so when they become too powerful, it means that they're able to leverage support, financial support, money, right? And government power from the federal level, uh, they're able to leverage that over the states and kind of force them to comply with demands. They did it with the vaccine mandate. We see it with things like funding for schools. Recently, Biden said, you know, I'm going to cut the funding to school lunch programs from the federal government to the state of Florida if Governor Ron DeSantis continues to block our woke propaganda that's being pushed in schools. And that was about, I think, either critical race theory or the sexual curriculum. I can't remember. But it was something along the lines of if you don't conform with our woke policies that a lot of people in America and in the state of Florida, both in the political offices where they're democratically elected into office or the citizens themselves, they have a hard time agreeing with these policies and they don't want their kids to be subjected to them. The the government at the federal level is saying, "Okay, well, we'll just pull funding for school lunches and then you'll have a, a very hard time feeding children in need in your schools unless you comply and we'll give you the money back. So this power dynamic of being a state that's dependent on the federal government for things as crucial as feeding children in need that are going to school every day That's not a good position to be in. That's why more and more we're hearing the rise of federalism once more, the rise of state power compared to the federal government's amount of power, where the state is powerful when it's no longer dependent on the federal government, dependent on federal funds or any of the connections that it needs to fancy schmancy elite politicians like Biden and Fauci and all of the people in the bureaucratic positions. So the more independent a state is, The more detached it is from federal funding, the stronger it will be and the better of a position it will be in to protect the citizens' rights when the federal government brings its tyranny to that state. And that's what we're seeing a lot these last few years. So I just wanted to bring that up quickly before we get into the topics because it got me all frustrated, right, as I was about to film. That being said, let's get on into the show. Okay, before we get into the first topic, which is going to be a little twisteroo, get excited. I'm excited for this one because I've decided, you guys, I'm also going to talk not just about the basic politics, but when something catches my eye as an individual, like when it catches Morgan's eye, 
I've decided I'm going to share it with you too because I think it's quite valuable. Of course, not really the silly stuff, but truly, I mean the important things that I think have to do with politics, have to do with the state of our country right now, and all of it leads to the political issues that we are facing, in my opinion, and I think you know data would back it up. But we're going to include these important alternative topics to just straight-up politics, and I think that we're all going to be better for it, for having these discussions. Now, before we do that, though, I want to let you guys know, if you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work of Patriot Mobile the work that they did in multiple school districts in Texas, okay? The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. You don't hear that much these days. This is because they take a portion of your bill and they fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, and the Second Amendment. And guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. You know what, you guys? I've been really trying to lean into supporting conservative businesses, or at least supporting uh, businesses that don't hate me, right? That don't want to sell us out, that don't want to give us up to the federal government, whether it's our data or our private messages, our private information. These big tech companies and these phone companies are just truly not trustworthy anymore. So not only do I want to vote with my dollar and just in general support good companies, but I also am a bit concerned for me and my family and our privacy at this point. So you guys, uh, you can go to patriotmobile.com slash Morgan or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with code Morgan. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Very nice. Join the movement, make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. That's patriotmobile.com slash Morgan or call 972-PATRIOT. Okay, you guys, like I said, we are going to intermix we're going to mix in some separate topics that I believe have to do with the state of the country right now and have to do with politics and political leadership and corruption and all this mess. Because what does the FDA exist for? I honestly don't know anymore. It's just a complete mess. And we certainly aren't getting protected from dangerous things that are in our food and in the products that we're using. I am obsessed with this kind of stuff in my personal life, and I'm trying to share it with you now, too. So one of the pages, this is a little homework assignment, one of the pages I like to follow is The Natural Minded Mama on Instagram. Mama is M-O-M-M-A, The Natural Minded Mama. And she had a good post that I thought would be good for sharing right as we enter October, because what is October? October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Now, if you're like me and any other American, you know that all the sports teams start wearing like hot pink laces and pink jerseys and all the guys on the football team in high school wear pink. And it's just like this thing where everybody in October starts to wear pink. And that's cute. That's nice. That brings awareness, right? That's very basic community level showing of support for a very serious issue that we're facing in the country. It's nice. I like it a lot. I've always been fond of the practice that we've all participated in for breast cancer awareness. And I know my mom last year had a, a serious scare with that, and thank goodness nothing happened. But now I've been a little open about this, but my dad has a very serious form of cancer. And so if you see me posting in upstate New York a lot, that's because I'm pretty much here all the time. Yes, most of my stuff is still in Texas, but I'm basically shacking up in upstate New York because I want to spend as much time as possible with my family, even if it's in this dang communist state. I don't want to talk about it too much. I can't, I can't even talk about it. Um, 
But that being said, I'm extra passionate about these things. And it's not just because of what my family's going through. I've been passionate about this for uh, longer than before we first found out about these issues. And so the Natural Minded Mama had this October post about pink washing. Pink washing. Interesting, right? And so she posted first a definition, and it said, Pink washer. Noun. A company or organization that claims to care about breast cancer by promoting a pink ribbon product, but at the same time produces, manufactures, and or sells products containing chemicals that are linked to the disease. What? So isn't that interesting? I love that concept because we've heard um, um, greenwashing. If you guys have heard that too, that's definitely something that people like you and me have to care about. If you're somebody that's like me where you care about the ingredients, you see this stuff, you might be a little tricked if you see like a nice neutrally branded cardboard uh what what are those things where it's like a recyclable bottle and then it's like kind of light brown with some neutral colors on it and you're like, oh, that looks so earthy and natural. I, I must buy it. But guess what? It's literally the same ingredients and it's just as bad for you. It's just as bad for the environment as the hot pink bottle right next to you. Okay, they're tricking you by just making the branding of the bottle uh, look like it's more uh in tune with nature, right? It's a complete scam. That's called greenwashing. And so you really have to pay attention with that when you're looking at body products, cleaning products, and uh, things like makeup and food in general. So definitely keep an eye out. But today we're going to talk about the pink washing concept because nothing makes me more mad than the fact that all of this information is becoming more and more available to us. It's like sunscreen. We know the dangers of oxybenzone and sunscreen. It is now officially a carcinogen. It is the active ingredient in pretty much every normal sunscreen that you walk into CVS or Walgreens and pick and then put on your kids every two hours as they are out in the sun or out at the lake and they're washing it off when they jump in the water and then you got to put more on. Guess what? It's filled with a carcinogen called oxybenzone. We now know this. So why are we still buying it and why are we still lathering our children with it? Good question. So one solution is to make sure only put sunscreen on when it's actually needed, when you're actually going to be out in the sun for a time that is going to cause a sunburn. And then if you're going to use sunscreen, make sure that you're using a mineral-based sunscreen that doesn't have oxybenzone in it. So one solution right there. But we know this stuff. We know now one of the big things that I'm also focusing on is titanium dioxide, which is the ingredient in deodorant that basically like blocks your pores, makes you not sweat. Well, the whole point of pores is to release the toxins and the bad stuff from your body that needs to get released from your body because it's not good for you. And so that's the whole concept of sweating, right? Titanium dioxide, now it's being linked to causing breast cancer. And guess what? We rub deodorant with titanium dioxide into our armpits every single day of our entire lives because <laughs> that's what we've been trained to do. That's what we do every single day. And now it's linked to, guess what? Breast cancer in both men and women because you're rubbing it right into your armpits or right next to your breasts. Are you catching on of like, this is kind of crazy. Why are we doing this when the information is available? So back to pinkwashing. Sorry, I could go on rants. Can you see? Can you see I'm passionate about this? It's not just because it's personal now. It's because I care about everybody out there and I see babies getting lathered with oxybenzone sunscreen. I see little girls being told to put deodorant on when they're little kids. And now we know that titanium dioxide is inside of that product and it just drives me insane. So 
back to natural mind and mama. Oh my gosh, we're never gonna. <laughs> this is already, I'm like, oh, looking at the time, like crap, we're really behind. Okay, cutting in quick to let you guys know, MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. And now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. You guys can use code MORGAN for a huge discount. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet Sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they are all on sale for as low as $29.98, you guys. Jeez. This is with listener promo code MORGAN. MORGAN, MORGAN, MORGAN. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. I love mine when I'm using them down in Texas. It gets hot there. It's still hot there. In New York, it's like it's like 30 in the morning when I wake up here, so I'm kind of missing my my nice little my pillow sheets down in Texas right now. But needless to say, these sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So don't miss out on this incredible offer. It's a limited supply. So be sure to order now using code Morgan. 1-800-738-8374. If you want to call, use code Morgan. And then mypillow.com is also the other option. Go to Radio Listeners Square and use promo code Morgan. Um, okay, we might just cut some issues out today and we'll talk about them in the next episode. But The natural-minded mama posted and said, I spent nine hours in the car driving this weekend, so that meant a lot of stopping. One thing I noticed during all the stops was lots of pink ribbons popping up. October starts this weekend, after all. So with that, it made me want to visit the topic of pinkwashing, as it's going to be everywhere starting this weekend. Did you know brands will slap a pink ribbon on products with known cancer-causing ingredients just for the PR points and better revenue for them? Like its cousin, hashtag greenwashing, pinkwashing is a big problem every October. I encourage you to be an informed consumer before running and buying all the pink ribbon products. Know where your money is going. Put it towards companies and products that truly honor and value women's health and do not use these ingredients. Okay, so the next slide says, should a company fighting breast cancer be using chemicals that contribute to breast cancer just for better sales? Great question. If the goal was really to fight breast cancer, perhaps they should remove hormone disruptors, known carcinogens, and other toxins found in beauty and food products first. Since 1960, breast cancer diagnosis rates have increased 150%. A family history of breast cancer increases the risk of breast cancer, but most women diagnosed, about 8 out of 10, do not have it in their family. Did you hear me there? So a lot of people say, oh, well, there's a lot of breast cancer out there in the world because it's passed down genetically. And I know I have it in my family. People are concerned when it's in your family line. But now we're finding out that 8 out of 10 of the women that are diagnosed, and this is an increase of 150% since 1960, 8 out of 10 of those women don't have it in their family line. So what does that mean? It means that something else is causing an increase in the diagnosis of breast cancer in women. So now we do a little list. Toxins known that contribute to breast cancer. Phthalates, mineral oil, parabens, aluminum, petrolatum, PTFE or PFOA, synthetic color and dyes, BHT slash BHA, isobutane. Say no to brands that slap a pretty pink ribbon on everything this October just for marketing and PR points and sales that are openly contributing to the skyrocketing breast cancer rate. Support brands that truly value women's health and do not use toxic ingredients. 
Okay. Also, one thing, I might be mixing up the aluminum and the titanium, but both of them are bad for you, okay? Um, but the aluminum is also a concern for this deodorant issue. To the whole point, though, what I want to let you guys know is that if you look at most things, I mean, I'm looking right now, one of the examples is is pink M&Ms. They're going to be colored with pink. But did you know that the fake color, the artificial colors that we use in most of our foods and a lot of our beauty products those things cause severe sicknesses and they completely disrupt our hormones, especially as women. One thing that I will also say before we move on, because we're going to talk a little bit about the mix between this issue and another one. In a lot of the products we use, there's something called synthetic estrogen. I can't give a whole lesson on this right now, but there's a really good podcast episode with Candace Owens and Jackie Daly. It's an old episode of the Candace Owens Show. So if you search Jackie Daly, I think it's J-A-C-K-I Daly and Candace Owens on Apple Podcasts or whatever your platform is, it should pop up. The first like 10 minutes explain this issue and then the rest of the episode is about energy. But I really encourage you, if you want to learn more about this, listen to the 10 minutes of that episode right at the beginning because we learn about how there's an increased level of estrogen in humans over especially the last 30 years. And all of it can be attributed to what we're consuming and surrounding ourselves with, not just in the things that we're consuming, like putting on our body or eating or digesting, but also the products in our home that are mostly plastic, that are filled with some really dangerous, dangerous stuff, including synthetic estrogen. Now, when you have synthetic estrogen added to an environment, it can be different for different people. So imagine you're a young boy and you're around and consuming synthetic estrogen that increases your feminine levels in your body and that makes you more feminine over time. And so that's why we're seeing a decrease in the masculinity of men or it's one of the many reasons. Now do that to young girls. Increase the amount of estrogen you have. Guess what that does? That causes very early, 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 not good early, but like bad early ages where girls are experiencing puberty. Now put that at an even more dangerous level where you're a pregnant woman and your baby, baby girl or baby boy is in your womb and you are around and consuming synthetic estrogens as your baby is in crucial developmental stages forming its original selves. Think of how fundamentally dangerous that really, really is. So that's why a lot of this stuff out there is like, oh, well, if you're a pregnant woman, avoid X, Y, Z. Well, if a pregnant woman shouldn't be around it, what makes it any different for an adult or a child? Why are we only concerned about this one situation when in reality we should be concerned about all humans around it? And I think the fact that there's a warning about pregnant women says a lot about the fact that, hey, maybe we're not considering how dangerous this is on multiple different levels with multiple different types of people. So- because of that, it's why I want to talk to you about one more health thing, and you're going to be disturbed by this one, I promise. So this is another page you can follow. It's called the Warrior Center. It's about an issue that I knew was coming, and people always joke about, Al, uh, what's his name, Alex Jones, how he said the frogs are gay, right? The water's turning the frogs gay or whatever. Well, I like to joke back in a serious tone and say, yeah, I really do think the frogs are gay. Now, what they mentioned on the Jackie Daly and Candace Owens episode is how a test was done to test the estrogen levels and the physical body parts of the males 
uh, that were like the, I think it was like the frogs or like the alligators or something in this pond that had been exposed to synthetic estrogen. And let's just say the results are kind of exactly what you would expect if you surround males with a bunch of extra estrogen that's not normal for their bodies. It's kind of fascinating. Not kind of. It's really, really fascinating to me. And so now take that from the pond situation of all the pond animals and put that into humans. We are basically experiencing that right now. So I think Alex Jones was kind of right. Now, what we're seeing and what we were expecting because this is become, you know, the rumblings of this issue are starting to become more known and people are willing to talk about it. Like it used to be kind of taboo, but now people are admitting that this is actually a serious issue. We now have to face the fact that girls are getting their periods. They're entering puberty. I get this. Six, seven, eight, nine years old. Now for any boys listening, any men, that's not normal. You're supposed to do that in your teens. I remember in like sixth grade, for example, only a few girls that I knew had gotten their period at that time, and that was considered really early. And so now take that for a six-year-old, and you have to ask yourself why. What are we consuming as human beings to alter such fundamental aspects of our being? What are we doing different? I think it's what we are consuming. I think it's what we are surrounding ourselves with. These chemicals are dangerous as all heck. All right, so this is the Warrior Center's post. It says, I will never stand for normalizing a girl getting her period at six, seven, eight, or nine. Just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. We don't have to just imagine a world of healthy kids. We have that power in our hands right now, and no system will ever take the place of parents' roles in nurturing and cultivating. I often share that I have a goal to have my own daughter being begin her cycle around age 13 and 14, and I am making the personal choices right now and ever since she was born to help set her physical health up for success. Although we are not fortune tellers and do not have full control over everything, we do have control over more than we think or what culture wants us to believe. We can make the choices of what we buy, what we bring into our homes, the conversations we have with our own daughters versus farming that out to a school, the knowledge we gain and so much more, empowering ourselves to stand in the gap. We have found ourselves in a society that normalizes the problem in order to make people rejoice in and just blindly accept a label or chronic condition as if it's their new identity. Let's reject that at every turn and reclaim our families. And I can assure you that even if someone finds themselves in a place of just beginning to open their eyes, there is hope. There's always hope and healing. Nothing is a dead end unless we intentionally choose that path. So now, here's the slides that she posted with the information about this issue of young girls reaching puberty. And I will say before we get into this that I am also taking those steps, and you can too. This is all about making sure that you yourself, as the mother that will carry the baby one day, and when you're consuming things, keep in mind the things that you consume go through the placenta and into your little baby that's forming its most original cells, right? Very important thing here. So as a mother, you can prepare to detox your body from all of the nasty chemicals that you've been eating, like neon orange Cheetos. Just think about that for a second. Does that neon orange color exist without mixing a bunch of random chemicals together? No. So what do you think was done in a factory to make that neon orange Cheeto? Not good things. Let's just say that. Humans haven't eaten this kind of random stuff ever before. 
And then for the last few generations, we now eat that as a majority of the food we consume. We call it food, but let's be honest, it's not food. So we're experiencing very, very serious problems, but we've normalized it and we're having to do some rethinking. So I now only eat whole foods. Sometimes if I'm like stuck at an airport, yes, I get those white cheddar Cheez-Its, okay? I love them so much. But I really make a strong effort to not eat anything with toxic ingredients in it because I know that I don't want to pass those things down to my kids one day. And unfortunately, what a lot of women run into is they don't really start to care about this stuff until they get pregnant. And then once they get pregnant, they get all mama bearish, right? But the sad fact is that you cannot detox your body from these chemicals when you're pregnant because it's not safe because then you have to consider the the changes that your body will be going through and you might be limiting yourself and this, this the disruptions can be really harmful to the baby. So you have to take these steps way in advance of actually getting pregnant. And for a lot of people, it's too late and they start to realize all of this information and they're going, crap, I cannot believe I didn't know about this earlier and now it's too late for me to do this with my firstborn. So I just ask for you guys to consider making these changes too because it's going to benefit you and your future generations. Same thing with men, okay? You can't be doing the little jewel vapey thing. What's it called? I don't know. The little pastel things that everybody breathes in. Um, the I honestly don't even know. Pods? No. <laughs> I need to stop trying to come up with what the young people do. But I see them do that and I'm like, listen, you can't be procreating on these conditions. Okay, cutting in again to let you guys know, Hurricane Fiona has pummeled the Caribbean with devastating winds, catastrophic flooding, and widespread power outages. Food for the Poor has been serving the poorest nations in that part of the world for more than 40 years, and they are responding again now during this time of crisis. Hurricane relief kits containing water, food, hygiene kits, medical supplies, and other critically needed items are already being distributed throughout Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, and Haiti. You can support this effort by giving your best gift now. Just text my last name, Zeggers, to 91999 and we'll send you a link to give. Families have lost literally everything and they just need your help, okay? Anything you can do will help Food for the Poor bring aid to these families. Just text Zeggers to 91999 and we'll send a link so you can give. As one of the largest faith-based international relief agencies in the country, Food for the Poor is able to respond quickly and efficiently to disasters like this, but they cannot do it without our generous support. So please give what you can now. Text Zeggers to 91999. Thanks, guys. Let's let's go to the slides. This is titled Precocious Puberty, Why Early Puberty is Not Okay and What We Can Do About It. Puberty at nine years old. Is this the new normal? 100 years ago, the average age of puberty in girls was 16 or 17. By the 1980s, we were seeing girls hit puberty as young as 10. Today, doctors can expect breast development, often the first sign of puberty, in girls as young as 6. Okay, but so what? Is that really that big of a deal? The consequences of precocious puberty. Girls who hit puberty early are at higher risk for depression, anxiety, substance abuse, other psychological problems, and even breast and uterine cancer. But why is this happening? There are so many factors to consider when looking at early puberty. Here are just some of the biggest culprits. Number one, obesity. Girls who are overweight are two times more likely to get their period before the age of 12. Culprit number two, chemicals. Our kids are exposed to more chemicals and synthetics than ever before. 
One Danish study found that the girls with the earliest onset puberty also had the highest levels of phthalates in their urine. We shouldn't be surprised that these known endocrine disruptors are wreaking havoc on our kids' hormones. Now, you guys, butting in here again as Morgan. The phthalates, which is P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S, those are the things that we find in artificial fragrances and a lot of the um, ingredients of products that we are putting onto our skin every day. So I am not going to be a scientist, Morgan, and go through the products. Maybe I'll put that up on my website. I've been trying to write more and actually provide these resources to people so that they understand like how it's in everything. But if you just look at, for example, artificial fragrances in your perfume, in your body lotions, in a lot of the stuff that we promote as like, oh, so feminine and girly and all the makeup and stuff, girls put an average of 300 chemicals on their skin every single day. And I think that's absurd. Okay. So I actually, I'm excited because I just ordered beef tallow. <laughs> I follow this, this woman, Claire, and she, Claire Hopkins, I believe is her name. And she's married to Drew Hopkins and he's a gun guy on Instagram. And then she's more private now, but she posts a lot about like motherhood and she's um, homesteading now. And so she's got a bunch of goats, but she posted how a lot of women, including her and now me are using beef tallow to uh, moisturize their skin instead of this weird goop that we put together in a factory with like 50 different chemicals that we can't pronounce, including endocrine disruptors. So I'm having a blast with it. You don't have to be as crazy as me and start using beef tallow as a moisturizer, but I'm going to let you guys know how it goes. That being said, there are simple switches. And so I've been looking into different makeup brands and companies that are more aware of this. So now it's a lot easier because this is becoming, I don't want to say trendy, but it is becoming something that more people like us are aware of. And we want to make active changes, but you know, we don't want to just give up all aspects of of products in our lives because, you know, they serve a, a good purpose for the most part. But there's some um I'm trying to think of what the brand is. I really like Undone Beauty. And that's at Ulta. And then at Ulta 2, there's Tarte. And they are, they have like their normal makeup brand for all the ladies out there, including like foundations and stuff. And they're making a better effort to not put these chemicals in their normal brand, but they just came out with a new one. I think it's called Sugar Rush. And that's the one where they have, it's like a whole brand dedicated to not including endocrine disrupting chemicals and any of that dangerous stuff. And so I just bought it and I've been testing it out. I like it so far, but for the most part now, I do use a mix of that Undone Beauty stuff those products at Ulta. And then also I've been trying out the version from Tarte. I think it's called Sugar Rush, but there's simple solutions that can be made. I'm not asking you to give up the use of all products. I'm just saying all it takes is checking the label, doing some research and really making an effort to not include those dangerous, toxic things in your life. It's good for you and your future generations. Um, But back to this thing, it says next fragrance fact. There are over 3,000 chemicals approved to be used as scent agents that have been linked to long-term issues like endometriosis, PCOS, and infertility. Man, that's scary. Culprit number three, stress. Cortisol is a hormone, folks, and it impacts other hormones. New research coming out from the pandemic has shown that the number of precocious puberty cases more than doubled from 2019 to 2020. So what can we do? One, fix the diet. It all starts with what we are feeding our bodies. 
Two, get rid of synthetics, throw away perfumes, and other toxic products packaged up, all pretty to entice girls everywhere. That's what really disgusts me. It's kind of like the the pink washing that we were talking about, where like, oh, if you just make your product pink, then you can sell it more around Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and you will make it seem like you care about reducing the risk of breast cancer among women, when in reality, the ingredients in your product are causing breast cancer, you absolute sickos. So same thing with this, where it's like all of these perfumes, like when I walk into Victoria's Secret, I like to joke, I like to joke how like I got to hold my breath all for the sake of my future babies inside of my womb, because all of my eggs, you guys, all of the eggs that will turn into your future children. I don't know how many boys know this. For the most part, girls know this. A girl is born with all of her eggs inside of her body. So it's kind of cool because it's like when you're in your mother's womb, you and your eggs, which will be her grandchildren, are inside of your mom. And so that's kind of awesome. But if you think about it, I don't want to mess with it at all. I don't even like my phone being near my stomach anymore because I have concerns about radiation, right? But when I walk into Victoria's Secret, I I don't even like going in there anymore because I just smell the... I smell the nasty endocrine disrupting chemicals labeled as fragrances that are literally tailored to young women to make them feel more beautiful and feminine and all these things when in reality it's completely disrupting their entire hormone system. It's interrupting potentially their fertility and overall going to lead to very serious potential health risks if they use this day to day. Now we've been raised in a situation, in a society, in a culture, in an economy where this is all normalized. And so now to even say like, listen, don't breathe the air of Victoria's Secret. I probably sound like Alex Jones when he first said the frogs are gay. I get it. I get it. Okay. But let's move on. <laughs> I can't believe we, this was supposed to be like the the entrance to the podcast episode. And now we're at over, over a half an hour of talking about this. I hope you guys are enjoying. Next thing. The solution is simple. Teach our girls to not alter their bodies with synthetics and instead support their bodies with what is real. What is real? That seems like such a simple solution, you guys. So you guys, the Warrior Center is a great resource online. Again, the Instagram is at the Warrior Center, but there's a link in her profile where you can actually go and learn all about um, balancing and optimizing your kids' hormones. So if you're interested in stuff like that after my little discussion, then I encourage you to go check it out. But if you're not fascinated by this stuff, I don't know why, okay? I think this is insane. And once you start to see, perhaps it's something where it's like, until you start to worry about other people, it doesn't really cross your mind. But for me, it's like, as soon as I found out that my decisions and what I consume could impact my future kids one day, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am not going to be the reason why they struggle or have issues. And then I was like, yeah, I've got to take care of myself too. And then I just became very passionate about it. But I think it's like when we hope to serve others, then it's like as homemakers, especially for women, when we're talking about how we want to make healthy meals for our family and we want to create an environment in the home that helps our our husband and our family members thrive, then why would we want to put toxic things inside of their bodies? Why would we want to buy products that would harm them? Why would we want to put things in our bodies that will disrupt ourselves and our mental state and make it so that we struggle and then we can't serve other people as well? So I just see this as when we consider how our actions could actually positively impact others by just taking a little more time to read the labels and to do the research for ourselves, I think we're all going to benefit and we're all going to care a little bit more. Because when it's just about us, it's like, Mm, I don't know. It's kind of like where people say, 
the radical left, they thrive so much when they say, you know, God is stupid and you shouldn't want a home and you shouldn't want to have kids and marriage is stupid too. Cause it, it just leaves you very lonely and you don't have anything to fight for. And so that's especially why communists, when they rise to power, they want to, they literally break up families. They will take the husband and wife and send one to one camp of labor on one side of the country. And then the wife will get sent to the other side of the country to work in a factory. And they do that on purpose to break up the family unit and create this division where it's like, you don't have much to fight for. You don't know where the rest of your family is. It's not like you have that core purpose to drive you forward. And it's it's the same thing of where you, you hear this sad story about how like trust fund babies, the ones that aren't really challenged by their parents, like they have a ton of money. They just have to kind of occupy themselves from day to day. They actually struggle because they don't feel this, this purpose. They don't feel a passion and the excitement of serving others. And so as a trust fund baby, you've either got to create something and, and work to give back. And that's why you see a lot of them in charities or they, they run the family foundation, all this stuff. You have to create serving others if it's not something that you absolutely directly need to do. You have to create a purpose for yourself. And so if you're only thinking about yourself, you struggle. And and society, the world, human history has shown that. I think that's what's going to really drive people to care about this stuff too. I will say as well, the vaccine mess really helped to instill a distrust in the citizens against the FDA. Because, I don't know, why does the FDA exist? It's supposed to check the things that the businesses are making to make sure that it's safe to sell to us first. And then once they get approved, then it's like, oh, okay, they tested it for us. We're good. I feel safe giving this to my kids. I feel safe putting this in my own body. And what do you know? They didn't really do that with the vaccine. And then we started looking into it and it's like, wait a second. So the drug companies and the product companies and the politicians' offices and the bureaucrats at the FDA they all just hop from place to place, all of the employees, and they just earn more money because they can work as insiders in this three, three section little intermingling that you see going on where everybody's just serving each other, making a ton of money and not actually caring about protecting the health and safety of the citizens. What? You mean they aren't doing that? You mean all of these things are approved by the FDA, even though now there's all of this information that a lot of them are carcinogens, a lot of them are leading to massive chronic illness in our society? How is it approved by the FDA? So once you start to open your mind to it, it's like, whoa. And then I swoop in and say, that's why we shouldn't trust the government in the first place. Silly us to have done that from the beginning. Whoopsies. And because I care about this so much, that's why at my nonprofit, it's called Young Americans Against Socialism. It's basically like anti-government stuff. But we interview survivors from socialist and communist countries. That's the show called The Freedom Records. And then uh, what I also did is I have this really great girl, Christy, who runs an Instagram page called The Freedom Guide. And it's a ton of information on basically situations where the government is approving health products that we are using in our bodies problems that we're facing with that and then solutions as well and i think it's one of the coolest pages ever that's just i'm a little biased though um but if you go to the freedom guide on instagram you can see christy's work and i'll finish this episode with a little bit more detail from that page about titanium dioxide like i was talking about so uh, christy says titanium dioxide is an odorless and extremely pigmented white powder that is used to preserve and protect the colors in food 
body care, and house, household care products. It is one of the primary active ingredients inside of SPF products because it prevents degradation from UV rays. Why is it harmful? Titanium dioxide has been banned by the European Union after the European Food Safety Authority assessed that it is not safe for human consumption. Studies found that this additive is genotoxic, damages DNA, and even fuels the growth of cancer. Did you know the FDA doesn't require for manufacturers to list titanium dioxide on the label by its name? It can also be hidden on labels as artificial colors, colors added, or artificial colors added. You guys heard me right. So titanium dioxide is literally banned in other countries. But in America, the FDA doesn't even make you label your product if it has titanium dioxide in it. All you have to do is put it hidden, labeling it as artificial colors, colors added, or artificial colors added. So did you also know the International Agency for Research on Cancer has officially classified titanium dioxide as potentially carcinogenic to humans? All of this to say, here are just some examples of where you can find titanium dioxide in your products. Nut butters, so all the things that you're consuming, nut butters, yeah. There's some dairy products when they're completely overprocessed, they have titanium dioxide in it. Energy drinks, processed cheeses, meats, and fish. So that's one of the reasons that they say women, pregnant women, should avoid sliced deli meats is because there's a ton of nasty chemicals in deli meats and it can be included titanium dioxide. Another is feminine products. So ladies, men, sorry if you're listening, but ladies, a little TMI here, but did you know that this kind of stuff is often found in tampons? Now, what do you do with a tampon? (laughs) Think about how important that area of your body is, especially for procreation. Why the heck would you want to put Something filled with nasty chemicals, including a potential carcinogen that's banned in other countries. Why would you want to put that in your body in that location? Right? You wouldn't want to, right? So please consider finding a solution to your current feminine product needs, okay? Another is oral care products, also sunscreens, cosmetics, chocolate and candies that are overprocessed, paint and plasticware, salad dressing, and coffee creamers. Guys, this is just a few of the situations where you can find this nasty ingredient hidden under colors added or artificial colors. If that doesn't make you all creeped out on the inside, then I don't know what will. Okay, I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe and I'll come back with some more political topics next next episode, maybe on Friday. <laughs> I'm sorry, or maybe I'll find some more health stories because this is fascinating. If you guys like hearing about the fa- uh, the health stuff, please let me know and I'll do more of it. If you want me to write more about it on my website, I could do that too. If it's easier to like actually see it all written down, then you can print it and just keep it. And you know, when you go to the store, you can make sure you're not buying products with these specific things inside in the ingredients label, I'm happy to really make any resources. So if you have any requests for them, I'm happy to start doing so. I'm also working on some downloadable PDFs, maybe some eBooks and stuff that have all this information because I do get reached out to about this stuff quite a lot. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I'll see you next time.